Well, hello, ECAN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of This Week in Carding. It's episode number 44. It's June the 1st as we work our way into the summer months of the 2022 racing season. My name is Rob Howden, joined uh, today by David Cole and by our new recruit at eCardingNews.com, Nate Dean. We'll talk to him in a little bit as well. Those of you who are maybe new to our This Week in Carding podcast, really what it is, is it's taking all of the news that made it to the homepage on eCarding News, jam it all into a podcast, perfect for listening on the way to work or coming home, whatever it may be. Maybe you're out in the garage working on your cart whatever it is, this is a great way to get yourself up to speed on everything that's been happening in the sport uh, if you're a guy who likes to listen to podcasts. Today's show is being presented by Skip Barber Racing Schools. Are you looking for the next step in racing? Go from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Racing School. Skip Barber alumni are champions in every motorsport series, including Formula One, NASCAR, IMSA, and IndyCar. Get behind the wheel of a Skip Barber Formula 4 car featuring a 160-horsepower turbocharged engine. Our highly structured and competitive Skip Barber Race Series uh, is the perfect platform to start your racing career so you can fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. With equalized race cars and a focus on driver development, your driving skills will determine if you end up in victory lane. Learn more about the Skip Barber Racing School at skipbarber.com or call 866 932 Four nine, David Colts, get get you in here, get your role in our last episode, May the seventeenth, dude. That's like literally two weeks ago. This is this has got to be a record for us here in twenty twenty two for the year. Yeah, I think it's right? a record. But uh, yeah, we we try. We we're going to try and fit one in last week. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't happen. You know, busy schedule. You know, uh, holiday weekend, vacation day. You know, all that good stuff going on. But uh, but yeah, you know, news is happening uh, across the country in the sport, so uh, we got to get an episode in to talk about it. And let's be real, it's not you, it's me, right? It's I'm like trying to be nice, Rob. I was I was you. rude. <laughs> I I was rude. I was rude pre-show, but I figured I'd be nice on air. And uh, yeah, it is you, Rob. <laughs> it's not you, David. It's not you, David. It's me. It's me. Yeah, folks. My as you guys know, my schedule is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and in fact, over the next what, seven weekends, I'll be gone six weekends uh, at, at races. So I'll be kind of back in the middle of the, the week. Luckily, David, one of the big news we're going to kick out to start right now is, is today here on Wednesday, uh, June the 1st, we announced that we've added our first new staff member in what, 17 years, I think it is. You were the last You were the last guy that I added to the staff back in 2004. So really 18 years uh, since we've added anybody. It's been you and I for this last time. Of course, we had, D, uh, had uh, Tim Blaney with us for a couple of years after you came on board. He was still with us. But Nate Dean, our new uh, editorial assistant uh, from Minnesota, uh, it's been racing since 2015. Nate, I know you're with us here right now. Uh, dude, congratulations and thanks for joining the staff. Yeah, thank you. Obviously, really happy to be working with you guys who have built up this media empire within karting and really looking forward to what we can do together. Well, I'll tell you, Nate, I know it's it's going to be one of those deals where you'll be drinking water out of a fire hose, right? There's going to be so much being thrown at you. I know that David and I have been at you already. I think we've been going for, what, about five hours today? Maybe six six hours? Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun, though. Just keeping busy, doing its little tasks, and just enjoying it right now. David, what do you think? Uh, first five hours in, is he a keeper so far? Well, he's definitely a better graphics designer than I am, so that's a keeper for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, I told you my paint art is not exactly the the greatest, uh, you know, over the last yeah. what 10 years that I've been do, trying to do graphics. So, again, I have a vision. It's just a matter of putting that vision down. And, and Nate's already done that with the uh, the first couple of projects we had. So, yeah, then move, we're going to get into, you know, his writing abilities. And obviously, we're going to do some of the back end stuff for the website. So lots to do over the next, you know, a couple couple months to get them situated in. Well, that, and that's where I kind of play this off. Obviously, you know, Nate's got a bunch of different skills that we're going to be able to leverage. We're going to bring him up to speed as kind of our intern right now, but he really is our editorial assistant and we'll work with our uh, advertising partners as well. But me not being able to be here all the time for these This Week in Cardings, we bring Nate up to up to speed. So you're probably going to see some of these podcasts with uh, David, just you and Nate on board, which will be great, I think. Yeah, it puts me in the lead chair for the uh, for the podcast, a little different yeah. view, you know, view uh, <laughs> of that. And uh yeah, you know, I'm going to try and do more podcasts. That's what we talked about, you know, trying to do them track side when I'm not with you. You know, I have the opportunities now with, you know, the way coverage now is is, is kind of shifting, you know, opens up Friday, especially like we, we talked about USPKS 
you know, Friday, we're going to be able to do a couple podcasts there and other things. But yeah, it's, um, again, it brings the, uh, the age, our average age <laughs> down a bunch, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're just 21 years of age. So we got a little bit of a, a youth movement here on EKN. I will say one thing, because I want you to talk a little bit so people understand that you've been in the sport for a while. You've been karting since 2015. Before you tell us about the racing you've done. So we have hashtag beat Rob Howden, hashtag beat David Cole. Now there's obviously hashtag beat Nate Dean, but I don't think David, you and I are going to be able to make that senior weight. <laughs> no, no, that, that, I mean, we we're on diets, but I don't think we can get down that low. I mean, have you seen no. his profile picture? Um, yeah, he's, he's there with uh, the lightweight categories, not medium or heavy. That's for sure. He looks good in the go-kart a lot better than we do. That's for sure. Yeah. The, the CRG picture. I mean, you know, I've driven a CRG. It's been a while. I think for you, if you even have, but uh, he looks way better in it than I do. So, Nate, give it, give us a little bit, uh, the, the listeners, a little bit of an overview. You've been you've been carding for what about six or seven years now. Give me, how did you get started in it? Yeah, so we live around five minutes away from Stockholm Karting Center, nice. and I've been going there for a while before, just doing the rental car program and whatnot, and decided and winter of 2014 that we wanted to get into it the next year started racing with the world formula engine which has since been phased out pretty much everywhere moved into 206 won a couple championships in that and yeah there's not too much to it i've done some wk some route 66 races in that time scored a few podiums which on its own is pretty good when your teammates with Alexander Kardashian for that and him getting on <laughs> podiums and wins every weekend, it kind of puts that down a little bit, but yeah, it's been a fun ride. Well, David, the interesting doing... thing here, David, the interesting thing now is that now Nate's obviously a club champion, Alicia Hodap, who works with us, obviously a part of our team, part of my family uh, as a club champion and as a regional champion, you and I, the big goose egg. <laughs> well, if you count road, I might have a club championship here or there, but yeah, might? that's, that's road like, racing. Is that, is there, is there well, if I really look somewhere? back, if I, if I look back somewhere in, in like one of the old magazines, you know, like that, I, that I pull out of my dad's library, I might be able to find, you know, like, you know, winning a club championship against two people. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's, <laughs> that's the limit of my success other than, you know, I did win the Machismo 12, you know, the Machismo at, in Vegas with Jim Russell and Chuck O'Fara. So I did win that. Yeah, I won it the one year as well with the with my our indoor karting indoor kart racing.com team, right? I did that one too. So Yeah, you um, guys I think you guys were in the club, we were in the pro or something. Right. I think or yeah. some so maybe it might have been different years, I think. Yeah, exactly. So hey, listen, Nate, what's so so give your your background. You obviously, you know, you just graduated from Ridgewater College. Uh you've got the skill sets to to join us, which is great. Talk about your your uh your college career. Yeah, so in that background, um, like you said, graduating from Ridge, Ridgewater just a couple of weeks ago, mainly doing, focusing on the photo and the video aspect of things, and you have the multimedia side of things, which is everything to do with the Adobe Suite with Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere, Lightroom, all of that. Awesome. From the out in the field standpoint, I've mainly been working with, obviously, Stockholm Karting Center, promoting uh, their race series promoting the round car program. And then with Ted Fashing acquiring Cartlift, I've been involved with that project too. And yeah, it's been a fun ride with them. I've done a little bit for uh, some individuals for Route 66, but not too much outside of Stockholm. Well, we've, we've stolen you away now, which is great. You're never going to, you know, ask David, you, once, you, once you're in E-Cartages, you can never get away. Right, David? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a bad disease. <laughs> oh, come on now. So Nate, Nate, are you planning any racing this year right now? You got any any planning plans for races? I might make it out to a Route 66 race or two. Um there's definitely going to be a couple club races that I want to do. I think we're bringing we're bringing back the night race this year for Stockholm, so I'm definitely going to be looking forward to that, but not too much racing. Going to be focusing more on the media side of things. I think we should probably focus on maybe Cup Carts North America as well, the uh, Grand Nationals. We might have to put that put a deal together, have all three of us racing there. I think, Dave, what do you think of that? Good idea. 
right? Yeah, I told you he could cover the light and mediums. We can get the, the heavy and masters <laughs> and legends out of the and way. The legends, that's right. Dude, listen, E Cardi news is going to be spread in the entire program. I like it. That's awesome. Uh, well, we'll I think that I think that deserves new race suits, you know, new graphics. We got oh, see, we got a graphics guy, so he could do all design everything. We just got to get him done up. That's it. I like the idea. We'll put it in place. That's going to happen. I like it. Nate, listen, just uh, well, first off, just uh, an official welcome to the team here on the podcast. Great to have you on board. Obviously, the very first day, lots is going to happen over the next you know weeks and months and years. So just great to have you on board, and, and awesome to have you on the podcast today too. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, David, let's jump into this thing. Nate's going to hang around with us and get a feel for the show and being in, in the you know the studio side of this program. Uh, some breaking news uh, happening, David. Uh, the California Rock Championship, which is essentially the summer offshoot of the uh, Challenge of the Americas Winter Series, the West Coast Rock program uh, with the FTK and Andy Saisman. Um, the, the initial California Rock Championship was going to be a, a Cal Speed, Pat's Acres, uh, Sonoma three-event program just so much racing going on and you know we, we talked with andy saisman about that on a face-to-face but they've they've elected to focus strictly now david on pat's acres the cal speed event actually not obviously not happening that was supposed to be made they've canceled the sonoma event now so everything focusing for the california rock championship on a one-off event at pat's acres racing complex uh later this month which i think is a good focus there uh, to, to get everybody together for one big race yeah, the official press release going to be published on June 2nd. So that's, you know, we're taping Wednesday. It's going to be published Thursday. So again, yeah, breaking news. So you're hearing it first on the podcast before it's published. Uh, it's it's just, yeah, it's just the way kind of the the season has unfolded uh, for the West Coast program. Uh, that is the California Rock Championship. You know, they're gearing up for three solid events. And unfortunately, you know, as, as we, uh, we talked with Andy during, a little bit during the face-to-face, you know, Cal Speed didn't didn't come to fruition. Just had nobody interested in racing. You know, obviously it was a busy four to five months uh, to open up the year. So that kind of, you know, people are are looking to kind of take a break. And and I, unfortunately, they took that break with with the challenge or the, the California Rock Championship opener. Uh, and then, you know, there's going to be some other, another event scheduled near uh, when that, when that rock, uh, race at Sonoma is going to be. So, you know, I, I, you know, Andy's just kind of, it's almost, you know, regrouping. He's done this before with the champ, with the California rock championship where he's had to regroup. And, uh, unfortunately 2022 is going to be the same way, but thankfully we're going to have an amazing event at Pat's acres racing complex on June 24th through the 26th. Yeah, it's going to be essentially a special, like a kind of a one-off winner-take-all event format up there with uh, all the prizes for Rock Vegas, all the entries, all the stuff that was obviously dialed in for the series itself. So the event itself, June the 24th, 25th, 26th. David, you and I are both going to be there. You can track side live coverage all weekend long. I'll be on the mic. And the cool thing about Pat's Acres, if never if you've never been there before, this is an iconic facility. It's a challenge to drive on. The, the park-like atmosphere, you know, David, we know a lot of motorhomes are coming in. People are camping overnight. Uh, Andy, uh, you and I, a couple of racers are renting RVs to stay there. We're literally, there's literally going to be a, a party at night in in the paddock as well, or in the camp area, which is just outside the paddock. It's going to be a really, I think, unique weekend for 2022. Yeah, I think that might deserve some live debriefs each night, you know, with yes. some adult beverages, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I don't know if we'll hunker down somewhere or maybe we'll walk around with a camera. We'll see what kind of how things things kind of flow uh, yeah. with the event. But again, it's it's that laid back at laid back atmosphere that Andy and his crew always bring to an event of just going to a racetrack, enjoying yourselves. But yet on track, it's very fierce, very competitive. And, uh, you know, drivers, you know, already talking about heading up to uh, to Pat's Acres from California. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to see some some mountain region drivers heading that way as well. You got all the entire Rolison Performance Group uh, crew yeah. going to be racing there at their quote unquote home home racetrack. And, uh, you know, a lot of things. And, and we might also get a tour of Rock, uh, Rolison Performance Group, uh, uh, their, their their actual home headquarters uh, is near near that racetrack, so we might be able to to uh, swing by there as well. Yeah, that's all 
part of it as well. No, you know, uh, the Gary Carlton team, GFC planning on heading up as well. A lot of different teams. And again, I, the idea is to kind of get everybody from the Pacific Northwest to come and play as well. It should be a fantastic weekend. We're looking forward to it. So again, the California Rock Championship, uh, now a one-off event at Pat's Acres on June the 24th, 25th, 26th. David, further into the year, in fact, into the late summer, early fall, one of our favorite events each year is the Extreme Rock Island Grand Prix. And they've been doing a bunch of different stuff to kind of, you know, know, I would say change the focus to a certain extent, add more excitement to the event. Uh, A new track and club team competition. I know you've talked to Roger Ruthart a little bit about this. This is kind of an interesting uh, deal, a different approach uh, for an additional, additional competition throughout the weekend. Yeah, it's almost like an added element to to the event and gives kind of kind of focuses a little attention on the actual clubs and club racers that are going to be attending Rock Island Grand Prix. Again, we talk about it. It's a, it's one of that. It's kind of that one off for grassroots racers uh, across the Midwest and on and the South and, and a lot of different people that do uh, come up and, and race at the Rock Island Grand Prix. So essentially what it is, is drivers in all the different categories that they provide. Uh, will designate their either home racetrack or their home club. And so they'll be associated with, with that racetrack or that, that karting club uh, throughout the event. And all the points that they gain throughout the event, no matter what race, what main event that they're in, they'll gain uh, points for their home racetrack or home club. Uh, all the points for each club and racetrack will be tabulated. And then an average based on the number of race entries from that track or club will be, will be, uh, calculated and then the lowest average finishing position for a tracker club will win the prize and again i'm assuming a, a special trophy might go home with uh with some of the racers that are there or if even a club you know uh board member or or such is there will be presented with this award so uh it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds again and just another added element to uh to kind of put uh some fun and uh, and a little you know rivalry between tracks and clubs as well for the uh, Labor Day weekend event. Yeah, let's bring Nate back in on this one because I know Nate. I don't think you've ever raced at Rock Island before, but man, there, there's always been a contingent that have come down from Minnesota, uh, whether it be Stockholm. You know, obviously a, a number of people have come down here. Is 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 that something that's still a big thing up in Minnesota? Are guys still looking to come to Rock Island? Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, it's one of the big events in North American karting that's right up there with Supernats for a lot of people Yeah, from our track. I think we're going to be sending a few down. I'm not too sure. There's always a lot of talk and a lot of people who want to go, but it's around just some weekends where they want to be with family or other things. But I think we'll have some good representation there this year. Hopefully, I know outside of Stockholm, uh, a few of my teammates like Carter Pease has done very well there and won before yeah. uh, Killian Kevney, I believe who used to race at Stockholm kind of got out of it now is one there. So we obviously have a decent record there and hopefully we can add to that this year. I, I feel a little bit old, David, when I can go back I, and talk about <laughs> Minnesota drivers that were there before <laughs> Nate was born. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was going to say, can he pull out the Dan row? The Dan Rowe. I was going to say the Rowe brothers. So there's there was, there yeah. was brothers, right? Yeah. Well, I got Dan, Dan Rowe. Rowe winning in 2000 ADCC shifter. Before yep. you were born, Nate. <laughs> yep. Months like before I was born. That's amazing. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Dan was a badass. That's for sure. He could, he could hustle around there. Rock Island Grand Prix, folks. A fantastic race. Another one. If you haven't been to it before, cross it off the bucket list. You got to go to Rock Island. Just because of you know the the event itself, the atmosphere around the event, David, you you know you've been going again. This is the year after you know, COVID's kind of slipped away a little bit. Finally, you know it's subsided to the point where people can still get out and have a good time. I think we saw it with the Indy Five Hundred. This was really the first you know Roger Penske past COVID Indy Five Hundred packed the place. I'm hoping that Rock Island and the downtown core kind of fires back up because you and I have had a lot of fun there over the years. The the racetrack is fun, but it's a step away from the track. It's a blast as well. Yeah, last year, obviously, COVID restrictions kind of, you know, hampered the uh, the fun atmosphere out, outside the racetrack and and at the nightlife. And as you said, we saw, the, you know, this past weekend, over 300,000 people at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You know, Illinois is obviously one of those states that was was pretty strict on, on their COVID restrictions um, throughout much of 2021. And uh, I think we're seeing that 
disappear now. And, and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of new things are coming to downtown Rock Island. I know I've been watching the, uh, the social media feeds for, you know, the district and not, and just Rock Island city. And they're doing a lot of new renovations, new buildings, new companies, new restaurants, a lot of new things going into downtown Rock Island. So again, they're, they're hopefully, you know, all of that work that's going in will help not only help, uh, the city itself, but help the, the Rock Island Grand Prix as well. Indeed. And as David said in kind of detail there, a new track and club team competition for this year's Rock On Grand Prix, as he said, another element to what is a fantastic street race, uh, the premier street race uh, in North America. So a uh, good start here to this edition of This Week in Carding. Folks, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about some, let's say, a silly season action. we got some drivers moving teams here early in the 2022 season. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're back with this edition of This Week in Karting after this quick break. The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is Race Lab. The full-service karting operation is located at the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand providing the full range of models from kid kart to shifter kart. Villeneuve Racing Karts is their flagship product available only through Race Lab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TV Kart. Kartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TV kart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports, all beginning at Kartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram, or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TV Kart and Villeneuve Racing Karts. Race Lab, race with us, win with us. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs and Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to a new edition of This Week in Carding, episode 44. It's June the 1st, 2022. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole and our new recruit, Nate Dean, on the broadcast here today. Uh, David, you know, interesting. We had a, a couple of pieces of news come across the uh, the EKN news desk. Caught me off guard to a certain extent because a couple of major names, one in single speed, one in shifter, moving teams from successful programs with other operations moving teams uh let's start with ryan perry motorsport welcoming in jeremy fletcher uh jeremy of course sweeping the supercarts usa super nationals last year in the junior categories comes out of the gate to start 2022 winning the florida winter tour vlr senior title and also has wins david at the scusa pro tour and uspks already to start the season and he's moving over to rpm with ryan perry a pretty big move for one of the top rookie drivers this year yeah, adding a bullet to the uh, the Ryan Perry Motorsport tent with uh, with the addition of Jeremy Fletcher. You know, obviously a two time Super Nationals winner last year, winning both junior categories. But he's already started off this season his senior rookie season off well, 
scoring the Florida Winter Tour Championship in the VLR Senior category. He's already got wins at the Scusa Pro Tour, USPKS, as well as other events throughout the year. You know, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy at the racetrack going pretty much every weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 very rare to see him with an off weekend. But, uh, yeah, the, you know, this is, you know, add him to Polly Massimino, the Morgan brothers, and other other drivers that are there underneath the tent for Ryan Perry Motorsport. And it just it just adds to the element that uh, they're able to provide uh, this year at in the 2022 season. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, we, we watched Connor Zilich kind of be the guy last year coming out of junior and being a do- not so much dominant factor, but in position to win any race. And the same thing I feel with Jeremy, right? He's come out of junior into senior and any race that we're following or covering or whatever it may be, this is a guy that you could expect to put it on the pole and win races. So out of the gate, very strong. The move to Ryan Perry Motorsport, as you said, only further strengthens the uh, driver lineup they have. So kudos to to, to Ryan for putting that together. We'll see what Jeremy's able to do. He will join the team. The debut will be the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Spring Nationals, which comes up in just over a week's time at the Utah Motorsports Campus. David, of course, will be trackside there for the coverage all weekend long. So should be interesting to see what Jeremy Fletcher is able to do. David, more news too. Let's here's another one. A guy that we followed as one of the top shifter cart drivers in the country, Hunter Pickett, uh, who will end now a successful, very successful stint running for GFC karting. Uh, that that stint included a couple of challenge of the America senior shifter rock titles. He's moving to Burrell Art North America. This one really caught me off guard, to be honest. It did. Uh, you know, I thought he had uh a good thing going with GFC, obviously, as you said, with those two championships at Challenge in America, is picking up another other, number of other different victories and podiums. Uh, so it was a good stint that he did have with GFC. But yeah, this this move is is unique. It's uh, it's shocking. Uh, I didn't expect to see Hunter Pickett really move away from from GFC. I thought you know he liked being you know he began with Illuminos, who was based in NorCal, and then moved over to GFC again, based in Northern California. So I was shocked to see this kind of happen, you know, being a young family man that he is, husband and now son as well. So it's shocked to see him moving over to Burrell Art and, uh, you know, putting I I don't know if this is putting more of an emphasis on his career or what, because, uh, you know, when you join PSL and Burrell Art North America, you know, it's it's a uh, it's all in atmosphere, you know, not that GFC isn't. But, uh, you know, they travel a lot of a lot of races. You know, I already know he's down there testing in Texas right now yeah. with uh, both Jake Fresh and uh, Jake French and uh, Marnie Kremers, uh, you know, both at Speed Sports. And then I think they were at uh, North Texas Cartways as well. So uh, so they're getting a lot of testing in early and you got to expect to see all three, you know, expecting to be on their game when they head to the uh, Pro Tour Spring Nationals. And let's talk about this three-prong attack now for Burrell Art North America and PSL Cardi. Not only do you have Jake French, who's been a perennial front runner, uh, running with them for the last couple of years, you know, race winner, national race winner. Uh, we've seen him do so much. And then Martin Kremers, as you mentioned, a former world champion, now spending his time here this year with Burrell Art North America and PSL as kind of their, you know, one of their factory drivers over here as pro shifter drivers. You throw uh you throw Hunter Pickett into the mix. And that is a that's a big pickup for the Red Army. I think these guys are this Burrell's going to be up front uh, all weekend in Utah. Yeah, as we've seen, Jake French has been there the entire you know over the since he moved over there has been one of the you know consistent front runners. Unfortunately, you know they've had AJ Myers to deal with over the last yeah. you know couple <laughs> of seasons, especially last year, winning five of the six main events on the Scusa Pro Tour. You know, we saw we saw Burrell Art, you know, score the victory with the Charles Leclerc chassis uh, at the Super Nationals. So we know it's, you know, the product's there. There's no question about the product. It's just, you know, getting that those final little pieces uh, in place. And so maybe having, you know, multiple drivers under the tent who are capable of winning might, you know, inch them a little bit better. As we saw, you know, obviously Kremers winning both main events at the Winter Nationals and NOLA, that certainly helps build the confidence and get them going. And again, maybe they're trying to pull off a sweep that that maybe A.J. Myers wasn't able to do last year. Yeah, you're right. And not only sweeping the race, but trying to sweep the podium as well. So there's a lot of great drivers uh, with Burrell Art and PSL Karting. That they add picket to the program. So really stepping things up there. And David, this let's before we cut to another break, it, this feels like 
there's there's guys that are looking for more, right? I think that the level of competition we have these days uh, at that national, you know, that, that national level of racing, whether it's Scusa or USPKS, whatever it may be, it's just so tight. Everybody looking for that little bit extra, whether it's trackside support, whether it's having the teammates you want to have to, to, when you're when you're racing. I don't know if this is going to be the start of some floodgates of a lot of drivers jumping teams, looking for more, whatever it may be. But, you know, when you see Fletcher and Pickett both move, man, that's that's a big shakeup over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it could be. It could also be chemistry. You know, maybe, you know, the people you were working with, you got too complacent. You know, you were you were just you weren't pushing yourself or, you know, there just wasn't that, you know, there wasn't that mojo that was working. And so maybe finding a different home, you know, obviously Fletcher's staying on the OTK product. So there's not yep. much change there. You know, he's he's essentially just getting, you know, more data, more driver coaching, more tuners, you know, working with Brian Perry himself as well. You know, so the, I think there's just more resources there uh, where when you look at Pickett, you know, he's going on a, a brand new chassis. He's driven Illuminos and he's driven GFC. So this is only his third different different uh, cart. And it's obviously going to be different than what he's used to with the GFC or even the Illuminos back in the day. So, you know, he has he has French and he has Kremers to work with to get him up to speed. And again, he's a championship performing driver. So there's no doubt that he'll be able to get up to speed. And it's just maybe it's just looking for that new challenge uh, that uh, that is driving him to uh, to make this move. Yeah, that may be true as well. All, all, all told, it's going to be a really interesting Supercarts USA Spring Nationals in Utah in a couple of weeks. As I said, June 9th to the 11th, that event. So uh, watch for these drivers uh, in new liveries when they head back onto the racetrack. So that caps off this segment. Let's get back at it again, folks. We got another one coming up. We're going to talk about the brand new racing circuit in Southern California. It's not too far from where I am right now here. Uh, down in Temecula. I'm going to go check it out uh, over the next couple of weeks, uh, but we'll talk about that. Also talk about, David, a new racetrack being uh, set to open in South Florida. Lots more to come. Don't go anywhere. We got more here on This Week in Karting after this break. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and drive services, kart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM 10 throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events including the Rock the Rio and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to episode 44 of This Week in Karting here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Joined by David Cole and Nate Dean on the broadcast here today. Um, David, obviously big news kind of rolled out when finally all this, you know, the talk of a potential track 
in Southern California under the K1 speed banner. K1, of course, uh, the largest indoor karting program in the country now with more and more and more tracks uh, popping up around the country for indoor karting. Big, of course, to introduce people to the sport. But the new K1 circuit as well, that track finally moving forward, a new facility in Southern California. It's in Winchester, California, which is really, I think, only about 20 minutes outside of Temecula. Uh, of course, the home base for Supercarts USA. A 1.1-mile circuit designed by Rocky Moran Jr., the designer and, of course, the former owner of the famed and iconic Moran Raceway in Beaumont. This is big, David, because it's underway. The track is laid out. They, uh, I'm told that the, the, the paving is done now, whether fully underway, but they are paving as we speak. Uh, there's going to be a big track in, in here in Southern California. K1 Circuit, I think, is going to really potentially save what is an ailing Southern California karting community right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to give it a, a shiny new object. <laughs> you know, that's you know, it's. <clears throat> that's something that's kind of been lacking since the Moran Raceway, really. You know, there hasn't been a new facility in the area since, you know, the early 2000s when Moran Raceway was built uh, in, Bo was it Beaumont? Beaumont, yep. Be Beaumont, California, which is just, just north, northeast of where um, this racetrack's being built. So kind of in between that Temecula, Beaumont uh, range is, is where the new K1 circuit in Winchester, California is being built. Um, again, you know, there's, there's a lot of racers there. It's just, you know, they they continue to go to Cal speed or they use Riverside for testing, or they use butt willow for testing, or they use willow Springs. But this is going to be that, that really, it's going to be that GoPro motorplex of the West coast. If, if that's you look great, at, that's a great line. Yep. If, if you look at what they're planning to do, again, they're, they're going to be focused on rental carts. That's going to be their major income for for uh, revenue. And they're, they're probably their major focus on on marketing as well, too. But it's it's built by racers. You know, again, there are a lot of people in K1 speed that are that love racing or involved in racing. Boris said is one of them. Obviously, Rocky Moran Jr. is the other. And, you know, Rocky loves racing. He, that was that was the main thing with with Moran Raceway. It wasn't a rental car track. It was a racetrack. So it's going to be a mixture of both. So and that's what you get at GoPro Motorplex. And hopefully it'll build that that club level of, you know, where they have 300 entries uh, per club race. So but again, that's going to be again, it took GoPro, what, 10 years to get to that point. So, again, you know, the future is unknown. You're not quite sure what's going to happen, how things are going to evolve. Uh, with the with a circuit, but just based on you know the videos we've seen, it looks like it's going to be uh, a, a, an interesting racetrack to be part of. Rocky Moran actually got his first couple of laps on the racetrack when they got the first base layer of, of pavement down. Right. Uh, again, yeah. still working on it, but uh, yeah, he he's in you know got he got to test out what what you designed and what you built. So uh, that was cool to see, and and it's just a matter of you know what what does the future hold for this circuit. Well, and here's the interesting thing. They're targeting uh, a, a, a fall opening for customers. Uh, again, focusing on what will be outdoor electric carts as well. It's not going to be gas carts. It's going to be electric carts on the outdoor, I'm, I'm told. Other thing happening, they've bought some more property to have a proper massive paddock as well. So, you know, paddock was, was an issue. They bought extra property around the facility. There's going to be bigger paddock. Uh, I'm told that we're talking about a major league restaurant. They've got the, you know, they've got a liquor license. This is going to be a facility that, that away from motorsports is going to allow people to come out and enjoy the sport of karting, you know, have that corporate team building day. This is a serious deal. The way K1 speed, when they do things, they do it right. Right. We know that they do things at a very, very high level. This place is going to be a jewel, I think, for Southern California karting. It's going to take a bit of pressure off of Cal Speed, where we have, you know, double series. There's both the LAKC and Tri-C is there. It's going to, I think, allow a little, little less pressure off there, inject a bunch of excitement into Southern California karting. And at the same time, as they continue to bring people out here to try this outdoor sport of rental karting, I think that's going to really inject a lot more people into the sport, David, you know, indoor karting is one thing, but making that leap from indoor karting to actually buying a cart and going outdoor karting is a lot different when they're able to see what's going on at K1, uh, K1 circuit, when they're out there with the rentals and see that there's potential racing. I just have a feeling this is going to be that thing that injects a lot of excitement into the sport. 
And and the other thing to look at about the location, it's what an hour and a half from San Diego, and we don't have we don't have a karting track right now active uh, aside from dirt racing uh, in the San Diego area. So if they're able to pull people from the San Diego area, that just that just multiplies the possibility of of potential carters uh, to to not only introduce them into the sport but get them in, involved in the sport. And so that, again, that could, that could help to the growth and success of the, of the circuit and whatever club program they decide to, uh, to put in. Yeah. And there's so much around this area as well for, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the Temecula wineries, hotels, there's a lot of stuff going on in this area right now. So this is going to be big folks. As we said, we'll bring you more information. We're going to sit down with Rocky Moran and get a podcast coming up soon to learn more about the facility itself. I'll head out there in a couple of weeks and get some shots myself there too. But uh, awesome to see this new track that was rumored for so many years finally coming in to run. And again, potentially getting rolling in the fall of this season. David, same kind of goes a bit for South Florida. There's been obviously issues in South Florida. We're looking for other racetrack. You know, Homestead's obviously the, the, the key component in South Florida. You've got the Anderson Race Park on the Gulf side. You've got Orlando Karting Center. Um, we lost Ocala Grand Prix. Brand new state-of-the-art motorsports park set to open in South Florida, though. What do you know about that particular track? Yeah, we we received a, a press release about the new uh, Atlantic Farms Motorsports Park, which is set to uh, to to be a 900-acre facility located about 20 minutes from the old Palm Beach International Raceway. As we all know, uh, there was a lot of people that were attempting to try and save the Palm Beach International Raceway from being shut down. Uh, those attempts failed, and uh, eventually, I think that area is going to turn probably into housing, uh, yeah. as, as all old racetracks typically end up becoming. But uh, you know, the Palm Beach International Raceway that was a uh, that was a key component in karting and and motorsports in general uh, for northern that northern Miami area. You know, um, in a lot of karting events held there, Florida Winter Tours and and other events as well what I think Kyle Kirkwood and, and Oliver Askew, a lot of those kids uh, got their starts at that, at that. Yeah, indeed. Um, uh, so, so yeah, the, so we're kind of just waiting to see more. I think they announced it. It's going that, that it's going to happen. Other than that, we really haven't heard much or, or seen any, you know, diagrams, but they plan to, to hold a uh, multiple road course, uh, karting track, car garages, drag strip, skid pad, and obviously hospitality and clubhouse spacing. You know, obviously that that's a very key element to a lot of these new facilities. Well, let's, let's just put it this way. Obviously, South Florida, Miami itself um, is a lot of money down there, right? Let's, let's be real. Uh, a big car culture as well uh, down there. And to be able to have a, a facility like this, if done correctly, I think will really invigorate a lot into the motorsports side. Of course, just track day driving as well but to be able to have a drag strip and a karting track and all that stuff uh in that area could, could be very interesting and in developing just like we talked about in southern california uh developing even more excitement in terms of getting people into the sport so all in all david you know i always say this anytime there's a potential to have a new track built uh especially a new karting facility that's a major positive for our sport it is yeah we're waiting for one here in michigan you know we've gotten <laughs> word right. that they're Outside Detroit area, you know, they, they got the plans moving, you know, we're thinking maybe 2024 that might happen. Uh, so we'll, we're kind of waiting to see. But again, you know, any any cart tracks good again, it, it you know, it it just opens the eyes again. The biggest secret in the world is carting. And that's uh, again, anytime we have more facilities, it helps to uh, open up the eyes and expose what the great sport that we have going. All right, folks, let's uh, get set to cap off this edition of This Week in Carding. After this break, we're going to get back. We'll go through the EKN editorial that we've had on the website over the last couple of uh, days. We'll talk about our podcast we've got rolling. We'll look at the EKN radio network and what's coming up. And we'll talk about where we're going to be with eCardingNews.com through the month of June. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll wrap things up after this quick break. Hey, racers, this is Rob Howden. If you're a West Coast rock racer, Avoid the FOMO and get registered for the California Rock Championship event at Pat's Acres Racing Complex in Oregon on the June 24, 25, 26 weekend. You do not want to miss what will certainly be the biggest summer rock event on this side of the Mississippi. 
The event is rapidly gaining momentum with top teams and drivers signing on for this awesome one-off event at the iconic Pats Acres facility. The event will offer tickets to the Rock Cup event in Las Vegas, Nevada on November 2nd to 6th, and the eCardyNews.com team will be on site with full EKN trackside live coverage. I'll be on the mic for commentary, and David Cole will be providing our unparalleled social media content and race reporting. Camp out and enjoy the atmosphere. It'll be a weekend you won't forget. Learn more about the California Rock Championship by visiting challengecarding.com. Let's rock. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to episode 44 of This Weekend Carding. Rob Howden alongside David Cole and Nate Dean. Uh, David, let's wrap things up here. EKN Editorial, there's been a lot coming out uh, over the last little while. Some race reports, of course, the California Pro Kart Challenge getting their second round in the books. Same went for the Texas Sprint Racing Series, had their spring roundup. And we also had a chance to announce our Driver of the Month for the month of April, Eli Warren getting the honor uh, last month. Yeah, some uh, yeah, Eli Warren. That was a great performance. He had four podiums over the uh, the four main events he had, winning both KA one hundred Junior main events and then finishing third both days in the Briggs Junior category. So I uh, got to highlight the uh, Ohio driver uh, Eli Warren, and then uh, yeah, the California Pro Kart Challenge uh, wrapped up their second event at the Buttonwillow Raceway Park uh, to uh, to kick off things for the twenty twenty two season. So we got that going. We also had the Texas Sprint Racing Series, their spring roundup event that was held at the Speed Sports uh, Racing Park in north of uh, Houston, Texas. We got that race report up online as well. And then one of your favorites and my favorites as well, too. We uh, just before the uh, 106 running of the Indianapolis 500, we were able to provide a photo starting grid that included all 33 drivers uh, in, in their karting days. So that was uh, fun to do. Yeah, and uh, David, kudos to you on that. Obviously, you did all the heavy lifting on that this year. Amazing job. You were able to get a lot of insight from you know some of the, the drivers as well. I know you put a little bit of a bit. Uh, if you haven't, folks, if you haven't looked at it, head to the website and check out our, our karting version of the Indy 500 starting grid. I know that the race is, is passed, uh, but... It was cool to see you added a little bit extra there as well, right? A little little overview of when they raced, and and even some of the drivers got back to us and, and kind of gave us their, their favorite karting memories as well. I thought that was a really good touch this year. Yeah, it was fun. We were able to connect with a few, a handful of the drivers. About a third of them were able to get back to us. You know, we're, we were looking for their favorite karting memory. You know, some had surprising answers. Uh, some we you know, like Sage Karam, I pretty much had written down already with his uh, winning of the Stars of Karting Championship on both East and West, along with a national yep. championship and then earning the Triple Crown in WKA competition as well. That was a, a phenomenal cadet season for him. Again, one of those benchmark years that we continue to look back on. And then Graham Rahal pulled out the uh, his first ADCC junior victory at Pat's Acres back in the day. That's what that surprised me a bit because anytime Graham and I are talking at the IndyCar races, especially over Road America, he talks about his first podium as well. 
and the stars of carding running ICC. And I want to say it was, I think Bobby Wilson won the race and uh, one of the drivers from Quebec, I can't remember who it was right now, finished third, but he finished second. And he was, I think he was yeah. only 16 or 17 years of age at that point. Maybe six, I think he was 16. And, okay. and that was big for him as well for that one. That was, that was pretty badass. Philippe Jelena. That's yeah. Philippe. Second. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Philippe Jelena. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, just a great job there. And, and I know that uh, when we did it back in 2019, I showed a bunch of the drivers during media day and they saw the pictures that we were using. Like, no, oh, I, w- I want this picture. I want that picture. And it was funny. So we'll we'll do it again next year. I think it's a really cool idea. I loved it. And, and kudos to you, David. That was well done. Yeah, it's fun to do. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll try and connect a little bit earlier now. You know, this year was I thought they were going to have, you know, maybe a bump day, but it didn't happen. So I was kind of waiting, making sure, you know, qualifying happened. I didn't want to, uh, you know, jinx anybody on that. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> uh, I think, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll start it a little bit earlier next, hopefully get all 33 drivers to get back to us. One thing folks, another that we, that we just actually launched today on the website, I think today or yesterday was a new chassis spotlight feature. We we're going to be doing kick things off with the GFC carding, Gary Carlton's program and, doing a spotlight on their SS31 and GT14. Watch for more chassis spotlights happening throughout the season as we connect with our, our partners here at eCardingNews.com. We'll dive in and have a really good look at the chassis themselves. And David, if, you know, for anybody who's a racer out there, I think re- it will become a really good database for what chassis are available and what upgrades may have been made over the last year. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the GFC has been four years of development. So this is, you know, again, a chassis that has worked, you know, they've been working tirelessly on developing and fine tuning and, and, you know, Carlton's super happy about what they've been able to produce. Obviously it's showing by the results they have on track with, with no numerous victories, pole positions, championships already, uh, to begin the 2022 season. So, uh, yeah, again, a, a great time to uh, to kind of get people thinking about, you know, whether it be the end of the year or, you know, the beginning of next year, start thinking about, you know, what chassis are out there right now that are uh, successful and, and what's going to be coming uh, in the future. And the GFC, not just winning in shifters as well, winning in, winning in single speed competition, which I know Gary Carlton, very proud uh, to be able to say that, that winning you know, in the different disciplines of the sport as well. Uh, David, let's talk about EKN Podcast. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you've obviously either have uh, you're, you're subscribed to us somewhere. It's on. It could be on the EKN Radio Network as well. This particular edition will be out, as you guys know. You're listening right now. You can go back and listen to episode 43, which we recorded on May the 17th. We also did a couple of face to face shows that are live on YouTube and Facebook, but we also turn all of those live videos, David into podcasts as well face-to-face with terry trader and a number of uh race winners and of course supporters keith freebird in particular of the quincy grand prix we did that and of course you mentioned that we had a show with andy saisman talking about the california rock championship yeah quincy uh grand prix winners from last year devin smith harden who was actually the left rear tire changer for yeah. felix rosenquist at the indianapolis 500 and and all season long so he will be unable to attend due to uh, to due to conflicts being at Road America for the IndyCar race there, and then also Jeremiah Davis, who uh, won one of the uh, the Briggs uh, Ignite categories uh, last year. So, and he's a, he even has a tattoo of Quincy Grand Prix track on his yes. body. So that is uh, one of the uh, dedicated uh, former winners uh, of the Quincy Grand Prix. Yeah, obviously, if you're a, if you're a racer in that area, or want another bucket list event, quit the Quincy Grand Prix, an absolutely iconic race. Same weekend, actually, as the Scusa Spring Nats in Utah. So I know some people will be going to Utah. Some guys are going to be focusing on Quincy. I, of course, because of the the issue, I'm going to be in the same place as Devin Smith Harden. I'll be at Road America for the Road to Indy weekend. But all in all, a couple of really good podcasts there. If you if you haven't went back and listened to those, do so. Good shows for sure. Uh, moving forward, though, on the ECAN Radio Network, David, uh, this episode, of course, of This Week in Karting will be playing. But prepping for the Spring Nationals, which are coming up in just over a week's time, you've been uh, you've been knocking out our ECAN live shows from the Spring Nats uh, over the past couple of days as well. 
Yeah, today we have a, a, a way back Wednesday going back to the first time we went to the Utah Motorsports Campus, which is the Miller Motorsports Park back then in yeah. 2012. And it was actually the summer nationals we were there. But uh, yeah, we'll kind of go back to some of the old pro, pro Tour Spring Nationals that we've had. Obviously, we'll get into last year's event from Utah, uh, 2019 from Utah as well. And maybe we'll dip into the 17 and 18 uh, Spring Nationals as well, too. Yeah. Uh, also, we will be recording our Outlap Preview podcast, the 2022 Scusa Spring Nationals, next, I believe, Tuesday. Uh, we'll bring Nate Dean in on that one as well to, to get him dialed in on, on how we do our Outlap podcasts. Uh, but, David, we'll be doing that next week, and it'll immediately get up on the radio network. And, of course, we'll turn it into a, a podcast just before the weekend as well for those who are, of course, into the podcast program. Yeah, excited to, uh, to discuss the Spring Nationals, which, ironically our next stop <laughs> on what's coming up on EKN. Uh, you know, we'll be, uh, that'll be our next trackside event. We'll be there on the June 10th through the 12th uh, weekend. Supercars USA Pro Tour. Oh. And by we, by we, you mean you? Oh, I just mean the website itself. I mean, yeah, now, you know, there day. are three of us. It's, it is a, a, a group now and not just a duo. <laughs> so it's just, you know, my, we'll my, probably have my, mate. Go ahead. Keep going. No, keep going. I was going to say we'll, we'll probably we'll probably have Nate uh, uh, home, maybe helping me out a little bit here and there for for a couple of things. But uh, yeah. but the website, Ecan itself is going to be covering the event. Scusa <laughs> Pro Tour Spring Nationals uh, from the Utah Motorsports Campus in Erda, Utah. I only say that, David, because it's my it's the first Pro Tour race I will have missed in twelve years. Now so you will know how I felt. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm going to be hurting not being there uh, at the Spring Nats. Again, the first event that I've missed in the 12-year history of the Pro Tour. I'll be back for the Summer Nats. No conflict with that one. So good to go there. That's June the 10th, 11th, 12th, our trackside coverage. And again, David Cole will be providing race reports, the Paddock Insider, a lot of social media. Make sure you follow the social media. As David said, we'll, have, we'll activate Nate from his uh, home office to be able to help out with the coverage there as well. Uh, and David, you mentioned maybe doing some podcasts too, right? Maybe playing around a little bit, uh, maybe a Friday night podcast, whatever it may be, uh, chat with some of the guys in the paddock. Yeah, we'll probably. I'm going to try and bring back the hot seat. That's the uh, the goal to to the podcast, and uh, okay. so we'll probably try and sit down with maybe one or two different individuals over the weekend and and record a couple podcasts that we can play. You know, be it that next week or the week after. Uh, you know, maybe we'll try and wrangle in Tom Kutcher. Maybe we'll, we'll talk to, uh, a team owner, or maybe we'll talk to a driver, just, uh, a lot of different people that, uh, kind of feel it out and see, uh, see what uh, happens. Two weeks after that, uh, David Cole and I will be back together for the first time since when, when was the last time we were at track together, David? February in Phoenix. <laughs> Right, exactly. Uh, EKN Live back and going again. Our EKN Trackside Live coverage, we mentioned it earlier. June 24, 25, 26, the one off California Rock Championship at the Pats Acres Racing Complex in Canby, Oregon. We'll be there. Full EKN Trackside Live coverage, play by play, you name it. Looking forward to that one. And David, that will kind of wrap things up. People can follow everything we do on social media Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what about TikTok? Do we need to start working on TikTok, David? Maybe Nate can do that for us. Yeah, that might be a Nate thing. But again, you know, TikTok is <laughs> it's an evil, evil empire. <laughs> At least that's what I tell you. my 14-year-old. <laughs> Don't go down the rabbit hole that is TikTok. Exactly that, right? Exactly. But uh, yeah, hours later. again, yeah, we'll, uh, again, we'll, we'll, you know, I think California Rock Championship will probably do a, uh, a tent talk. Friday evening, yeah. we'll probably maybe try and uh, try and do the Rolleston Performance Group or maybe something else there, but I think that one will work out good. Uh, well, and then and then and we'll put up uh, a few more videos. We actually we've been getting a lot of good um, viewing from uh, some of the videos, just the start videos that we published uh, from the United States Pro Kart Series. I already got like 150 shares. Just uh, kind of wow. Yeah, I just noticed that this morning. And just uh, for some reason, this one video is just blazing the social media trend right now 
Well, again, we'll get lots more video up there for you, whether it starts, whether it's post-race interviews. I know David does a lot of post-race interviews as well with drivers. We'll we'll be uh, putting out a lot of content for sure. And again, obviously big news for us to start the day uh, as we kind of welcome Nate Dean to the program, his first day on the job here on a Wednesday, June 1st. Nate, I know you've been kind of hanging out there since the start. We do appreciate it. You're going to play a, a much bigger role in these podcasts moving forward. But again, I just wanted to say on behalf of David, we're thrilled to have you on board. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more podcasts in the future. And again, obviously, really excited for working with you guys in EKN. So, like have you ever done any pod? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. Have you go have you ever done any podcasts before, Nate? I have done a few, but they have been unlisted, and you will never find them. <laughs> Secret <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, that, that so is is it on a specific is it racing oriented or is it uh, just some other uh subject matter that may not uh, be uh disclosed <laughs> yeah yeah um a friend and i a couple years ago tried our hand at not not really intending to publish it but like just a general overview motorsports podcast that like eh, maybe we don't do this in the future but <laughs> well, well guess what you're doing it now my friend you are on board so it should be a lot of fun all right, David, let's, let's wrap this up. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah, looking forward to uh, what's coming in, uh, what's coming up on EKN and uh, a busy summer schedule. Yeah, lots coming, folks. As we said, the Scusa uh, Summer Nats, uh, probably Spring Nationals coming up. So Outlap Podcast next week. Of course, right after that, we'll do the Debrief Race Report Podcast as well. More this weekend carding is coming. And I think I have a lineup of about three or four face-to-face shows that we'll be trying to get out uh, here in June as well. Uh, I'm not going to be trackside a lot or in, in my office a lot this month, which is kind of crazy, but we do have a lot of uh, people we want to talk to a lot of, a lot of, uh, topics we want to hit on as well. Of course, having Nate on board now with us, we'll be able to do some more of a round table, bounce some things around. All three of us are racers, all with distinct, uh, thoughts uh, on on specific topics so looking forward to what should be a tremendous year and again great to have nate on board with us our new staff member here at ecardingnews.com big thank you to skip barber again our presenting sponsor of this particular podcast we do want to thank everyone for being on board on behalf of nate and david my name's rob howden bye for now